you've been an entrepreneur, entrepreneur for pretty much your entire or the, the majority of your working history career, right? So what is one thing about money management that you have wished somebody could have just told you so that you don't make those kind of mistakes or, or, or another way to look at it is that do you have any regrets, things you wish you knew back then when you just started off? I think for myself it's about insurance. I think when I was younger in my school days there were a lot of roadshows outside and then you have people coming like I think there are financial advisors coming to you with good intention I hope to ask you to buy a policy so that you can grow your money and then when you well the young me is like okay okay I want to buy it and and then you have like so many different policies that you actually buy but you don't know why you buy them because there's no follow up I think at the end of the day what I hope I could have learned earlier were somebody actually growing together with me in my journey. Um, I think I only found this one person much later in my life such that the person see me grow from a young working adult through my career and like now um, helping me to manage my investment portfolio. So I think this is something that if I can turn back time I think I will have put my money in better use. When, when I review my clients' uh, finances, be it investment portfolios or insurance policies, one common trend I, I observe is that they will buy the policies, they'll pay for it for a couple of years, yet over time, they will forget what's the original motivation, what's the original purpose of buying those policies, what's the objective. So there is, I, I feel, a genuine disconnect. And, and I cannot emphasize this enough. Whatever insurance policies that you have right now, whatever investments that you have, please ask yourself, for what reason, for what purpose are you buying the policies for? Are you paying the money for? Because I subscribe to the philosophy of living a purpose-driven life. Everything that we do, even when it comes to saving money, spending money even, there has to be a purpose. We don't do things for the sake of doing. We don't do things uh, blindly. As as we go about over the years, buy new policies, please review your policies and ask yourself, okay, what am I paying for? What's the purpose of this? Which is very important, especially in the case of uh, insurance because uh, in the unfortunate event that there is a claim, you don't want to use the purpose for the, use the money for the wrong purposes. What, what Ejin shared, I feel, is uh, something that uh, a lot of us go through. Like when we just start out in the workforce, we want somebody to journey with us along the years. And that really, in essence, is what uh, being a trusted advisor, a trusted financial planner is about. It's not just the, the business about making money, but really it's a trust business. And in my own opinion, the most fulfilling part of this career as well. Ivan, how do you know a person is fully insured? Like, let's say the person is 21, just started work. How much of money should he set aside for insurance? My immediate answer would be, I will never know. It is a, a rookie mistake to assume that I am fully insured or I am undercovered because there, there is a science to it, a process to it. So how do we know that we are adequately covered in the right areas with the right amounts? It depends on a few factors. First of all, what is our income? What, what proportion of the income? Is it an active income, earned income or is it passive income? That affects the kind of insurance we need. Okay, what is our, our budget like? Our monthly spending habits. Then are we spending uh, too much on, on, on the luxuries and frills and, and not 
focusing enough on the objectives like retirement or even building an emergency fund. So our income affects how much insurance we need. Our spending habits, our budget, that's another factor. How much assets we have uh, in cash, in, in real estate, in investments, and even our liabilities. So many factors affect uh, the kind of insurance that the person has. Uh, so would I know on the onset whether a person is fully covered? I wouldn't know. In fact, the challenge is that the clients have to be comfortable disclosing all this information over time, of course. Then we can have an accurate assessment of whether uh, at this point in their lives is a person paying for insurance they don't need and, and they could use the amount of the, the, the same money to, to address certain gaps in their life. For example, catch up on their retirement. At the end of the day, it is a, a relationship. It's not a transaction. It's just like when you go to the doctor, the doctor wouldn't know whether a person is fully treated. There has to be diagnosis, there has to be, uh, has to be extensive tests. There's a, there's a science to it. Okay, so can I ask the next question? Um, when you set up NetWorth SG, you mentioned that it was a personalized service. Can you share more about this personalized service and how do you offer it to your clients? So, um, like, like what you mentioned just now, Eugene, is about journeying together with the client. So, when I decided to revamp this, this business, I want to transform it from uh, being a product-based kind of career to one that is relationship-based. And, and there's no better way, in, in my opinion, to, to do that, rather, other than uh, having a fee model that is packed according to the person's level of wealth, the net worth. So the idea is that the, it, is, it is my responsibility and it is in my own interest to make sure my client's wealth grows uh, through a variety of ways. It could be increase in income, a drop in expenses. It could, it could be to, to grow their assets or to clear off their, their loans uh, in, a, in a fastest way. All these small, small things can add up to, to the effect of growing the person's wealth. And uh, I feel that is journeying together with the client, not just through the life stages, but progressing in the wealth as well. Do you have suggestions on how to manage a person's finances? Like what is considered a good management, financial management style for you? Since you have dealt with a lot of clients who share their portfolio with you, do you have an example of what is good financial management? First things first, Cash flow. Cash flow is is the most important part of financial management. Um, it's about it's not just about how much we earn, but, but rather uh, at the end of the month when you do your budget, right? And I'm assuming that you have a budget, uh, how much free free flow of money do you have? Because we all need some flexibility and, and some free play. Yeah, so that that will be the one of the key fundamentals. Okay, and also I don't do not neglect the fact that you need to save. Yeah, not just for for things you want to buy, but but say for the rainy day, say for a change in career, say for retirement. Because the the really the earlier you start, the the less the more affordable it is. Like for example, an infant. Okay, to to go to the extremes, right? If you want to help the infant to save for retirement, okay, I I know it's exaggerated, but he or she right will need to set aside two hundred dollars a month compared to somebody who is compared to the same person rather in his or her 30s, 40s, okay, that $200 will become what? $2,000, $3,000 a month? 
easily because that's how powerful time is. Now. Okay, that's the second part. Then perhaps another uh, suggestion to the self-employed people, to the business community, okay, please uh, separate your personal money with the business money. Do not co-mingle. Yeah, because I, I know the temptation is there, the convenience, the flexibility is there, but uh, it's part of basic financial discipline to keep the finances separate. And for another group of people, let's say you are the type of person who is spendthrift, do consider finding somebody who can help you be disciplined when it comes to saving. I'm, I'm not saying to, I'm not asking you to go and commit yourself to those uh, endowment plans or, or for saving plans. That's, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying uh, go and look for somebody who acts like a coach to you so that you are accountable to that person. Let's say you set a goal, you want to have uh, six months of, of expenses as a cash buffer. Tell this goal to somebody who is responsible with money, who is well-versed with money, he or she need not manage your money. But it's, it's, it's a something like you tell the goal to somebody, you're accountable to somebody. 